Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Squad Chat Podcast with Third Culture Kids. This week, we have four members, including myself, coming to you in your homes, in your cars, wherever you are. Okay, let's introduce everybody. Hey, it's me, Becky. Hey, it's me, Ushba. Hey, it's me, Rita. And of course, I'm your host, Amira. All right, before we kick into our main topic, which is what is in a name, I actually had a question for you guys. So recently, I have been doing, like, I've been going to a lot of baby and wedding things, like baby showers, wedding showers. And I wanted to ask you guys... Why is it called a shower? Wait, maybe it's a shower you with gifts, isn't it? Oh, oh is the that fact what that it is? The word shower. <laughs> Did it like traditionally used to consist of maybe having a shower? Now I'm googling this. Mm. Oh no, I just yeah. googled it, and Retta's right. It has to do with being showered with gifts. Wow, mm. that's so materialistic. Wow. Wow, well, so girl. Literally, literally, if I'm having a baby, you better give me gifts. Shoot. Guys, it says that it also may have derived from the name, it's named from the custom in the 19th century that the presents would be put inside a parasol. So when she opened it, the gifts would literally shower down. She'd be showered with oh, gifts. Oh, okay. Wow. Wait, what? Where was How this? would she be Where showered with the gift? Like, that would mean boxes <laughs> would be dropping on her. Like, that's not safe. Yeah, but that's like, worth it. I'm sure in the 19th, they weren't like massive. Like, now we give you like strollers and like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like imagine a stroller coming down. Sure in the past, nice. there were like trinkets and little <laughs> things for the baby, like little toys and things. So it just feels oh, like yeah. little things that are coming down, right? Oh. Yeah, but it is weird. Then why bridal shower? Do you give people gifts at bridal showers? I didn't think so. What were you going to give? Yeah, you I, give you know, I thought it was just like. Yeah, I just thought we just dressed up, look pretty, have a couple of cocktails, canapes. Like, where, where you get, if I'm going to your wedding, bitch, I'll give you um, your gift at the wedding, not at yeah. your bridal. Well, that's a lot of money. I don't have that. But apparently, it's yeah, the same no, reason. but that, that's exactly what I mean. Like, people have so many, like, now there's the whole gender revealing situation. Oh, and, like, gen- no. gender is performative and it's all fluid, guys, but mm-hmm. sure. Um, but you know it's just like one thing after the other and if you're yeah. just like a broke person you know <laughs> you just don't have friends don't. Yeah, or you're just frugal franny <laughs> if you're frugal franny you ain't out here buying like 20 gifts for one occasion especially when it comes to weddings like it's the batch especially if you're a bridesmaid it's bachelorette you have to fork out money for that because obviously the bridal party must organize that then there's a oh, bachelorette I went to a some bride where they didn't some, like they asked us see, to pay Yes, what? some of them do that. Or like the bridal, the bridal party has to fork out money for that. Like if you're part of the bridal party, come racked for your friend's wedding. Some brides even have kitchen teas. I don't know what the hell a kitchen tea is, kitchen but tea. we're happy for you. I have no <laughs> idea. In a kitchen, they have kitchen teas. I mean, I think that's where we well, just have like a high tea kind of vibe. If you're my friend and you're listening to this, please wow. invite me to a kitchen tea. I don't know what that is, but I want to go. <laughs> wow. Let me actually Google it. And then besides that, then there's uh, still the wait. wedding. I can't engagement party. I mean, that's a lot of events for one thing. If you if you got married, would I you just... have an engagement party? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> Parisian inspired. Thank <laughs> you. I already know what I want. Basically, the bridal shower. Isn't the engagement party the bridal shower? It's not the no, same thing. No. no. You have that's a bridal so shower and an engagement party. Engagement party is both sides coming for a party to celebrate yeah. the engagement. Bridal shower is like pre it's like a 
It's more people than ten the up. Bachelorette. Ten up. It's ten oh, up. We're so, getting lit. It's like a bride so party for more does? people than the Bachelorette. Then the Bachelorette is like a refined amount of people. And then, then you have yeah. the wedding. In India, I just found out today that they have this thing in like Delhi. Like mostly Delhi families have this. It's called a youngsters. So it's like a weekend mm-hmm. where, because Indian weddings, it's like 4,000 people. So the youngsters wow. is and a weekend. Mm-hmm. A weekend <laughs> where you have just the young people, like actual friends of the bride and groom, all meet up in one place and have like a party. It's kind of in place of a. Actually, it's not in place of Mindy. a bachelor, bachelorette. No, you still have the Mindy, but yeah, it's like it's the before mm. the wedding. I mean, to be honest, like I feel like this is also not only stuff that a lot of like people with a huge bank account do, but also happy people because like me having to kind <laughs> of. I mean, imagine going through like eighty events and like being the bride and then having to smile through all of it and you mm-hmm. know like it's it's wow it's a lot. It's a lot. But also on that note, I haven't been invited to enough weddings this year. And guys, I have a lot of outfits. So whoever is listening, please invite wow. me. It, you don't okay. even have to know us. Know if you you're listening to this, drop a ma- yeah, like a no, you, Gmail, invite uh, us. Yeah. DM, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Send us to our we'll personals. Come. We'll just, we just, I like being invited to things to decline it. Anyone who yeah, knows, great no, I, knows I, that I, I do that. I actually want to come to more weddings because there's just way too many outfits that I want to wear, but I am not bothered to just wear them, take pictures, and that's it. So please invite me. I genuinely mean this. Mean this. this is not a joke. Okay, we can go on now. Wait, can I tell you guys what a kitchen tea is? Yeah, please. Yes, please. So basically it says... A party held before a wedding to which female guests bring items of kitchen equipment as as presents to the bride-to-be. Let me tell you something. If I'm having a kitchen tea, you better bring me a smeg stand mixer and a smeg um, toaster. Because y'all can't be bringing me nonsense items. Yes, we want the whole collection. No, I want a green KitchenAid, please. A teal mint green KitchenAid mixer. You see uh, what I'm saying? That's on my Christmas nice. list. I hope I've been good. I asked Santa. Smeg fridges. <laughs> Wait, are great. I have, a, I have three I have of a them. Question. If so, you are Smeg and listening like... to this, I love your fridges. Please feel free to send any of your appliances to, <laughs> to my house. To drop in the fridge. <laughs> Please sponsor all of us. Um, I do have a question though. So, we, uh, me, and my family were having this chat the other day about dowry. So dowry is very, very real in the culture that I come from, which is South Asian, like there are parents who start prepping for a dowry since your child is born. It's sort of like a life savings account sort of situation. And what I find so interesting is that with a lot of these very kind of modern day uh, celebrations, it's almost like democratizing the whole process where your friends can chip in, your family members can chip in. It's not all about the bride's family. But I do want to know if you know, where you girls come from, if dowry is a situation, if it's a girl or the guy, or if it's both that have to kind of give it, or if it has any significance, if it doesn't. Um, so there's no real, like, dowries, quote-unquote, in the United States. It is traditional that the bride's parents pay for the wedding, but even now, like, all those traditions are being thrown out the window. It's literally probably like you guys come together and agree upon your finances and decide how much you're putting towards your weddings together as a couple. I don't know if anyone really does dowries anymore in the United States. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. Y'all are very Western, obviously. 
I don't think so. But in South Africa, we have... Can you guys hear me? South Africa, we have... Um, mm. What's this thing called? Um, Lobola, which is the same concept as dowry. But then, mm. yeah, you basically say how much your... Then your brides... So, yeah, the brides... The, well, the, the groom's family comes to the bride's house. Mm. And they basically, like, negotiate your price, essentially. Then you get... Oh, wow. They, they, but they negotiate in, in, the, in terms of cows. So, whatever. So, mm. like, let's say a cow is going for, like, $100 then we know how many cows is your daughter worth. But I the issue that. there has become, like, because I told her, mom, if we do that for me, well, I do want that whole process. I want physical cows because what happens that we'll say, let's say your daughter is like 20 cows, then you get like $20,000, but like the parents will take the money instead of actually, it's not, it's not, the, you don't actually get cows anymore. It's changed. Mm. So the parents just take the money. I told her, mom, I want a piece of land and I want them cows. I want to see them in, in, in my face. On a daily basis, mm. if, if it'd I'm be baby, good though, you, have, you could make more money from exactly. the cows long term. Start a dairy farm, yeah. save your yeah. money on milk and cheese because um, you <laughs> produce it in house, literally. Exactly, but that's it, how it works here. Yeah, lobola, but that's like each culture has like a different way of, I guess, the lobola process. But for the most part, that's that's how generally it is, especially around um, Black South African cultures. Mm. Mm. So it's kind of similar in the Middle East as well. So the onus is on the groom's family. So when the groom's family, not I wouldn't generalize the whole of the Middle East. I would say the Khalid, so the GCC countries, and definitely in Oman and maybe I think in the UAE as well. So it's the onus is on the groom's side of the family to sort of, I guess it's a way of demonstrating that you are worthy of the bride and that you have built a life in such a way that you can take care of her and support her. So mm. the dowry kind of comes in as a demonstration of that. But mm. it, in the South Asian culture, the onus is very much on the girl side of the family. And even when there are situations where a groom will be like, I don't want any dowry, like they will still, it's almost like everyone is like, psychologically conditioned it's almost impossible for people to let go of that idea that I sh will not give a dowry for my daughter or it's almost like kind of uh it's just on paper it sounds very wholesome or not really and then in reality it's just such a extreme patriarchal tool of just kind of making sure that you make bank mm. through the daughter's side of the family exactly yeah mm. it's just and I've watched so many, <laughs> I have so much PTSD from watching so many traumatic Bollywood movies about this. It's just, wow. <sighs> but you know, the issue is around, like, especially in South Africa, when it comes to, like, custom-made marriages, and the issue there, especially when there's an exchange of money, and now you've negotiated because, I guess, your daughter is so valuable, which obviously we all are in some way. So that the problem then becomes when this man now has you because this whole thing of like you've left your family, I don't understand that because I'm like, I'm still going to go see my mom regardless. But when you're on this <laughs> other side of the family, um, there's, and I guess you're with your husband or whatever else, and I guess if you guys start to fight or whatever else, it becomes this whole thing of not I bought you, but like I bought you. Technically, he did. This is beyond yeah, that's, a, that's exactly you. So then there's this how power it was struggle. traditionally. Yeah. Yeah, and now there's this power struggle where you yeah, you have no voice because he paid for you and you have to abide yeah. by whatever he says. I mean, customary marriages, yeah, it's just, it's it's like a different ball game altogether. And if you're a woman, you have to then submit. In some cases, a lot of women then have to submit because I guess culturally, that's how they were raised. 
Oh, that's yeah. This is just the situation. So yeah, in Pakistan specifically, for example, like even though it's the bride's family that like chips in for the dowry and you know the whole shenanigan, mm. it's uh, so you would think that somehow that would put the like basically there's no winning for women. That's what it is, and because it's marriage essentially is a contract. Mm. Traditionally, it did actually mean that the father would sell his ownership to the husband of the wife, mm. and it's so interesting that even like now that I'm studying law, even in the UK, I can't remember exactly what decade it was, but it wasn't until like not that long ago where women were classified as chattel, which is property. Excuse me. And, Mm-hmm. And then there was a case which said the president that women were not your property or women were not your chattel. So it's very interesting. For example, in Pakistan, the way women can never really win is that if your family or if, for example, if you give too little a dowry, you will always be kind of reminded of that your whole life or the first 10, 12 years of your marriage if you put up with that bullshit. And if there is too much dowry, like your parents are able to kind of afford that, then it's like, well, mm. then I need a flat and I need a car and I need the maintenance expenses of like the up, like the day to day and just, yeah, wow. It's a uh, lot. But listen here, weddings are fun. Weddings are fun at the end of wedding, the day. And we all want something because I still want to do it. Yeah, I still want to go through the process. I still want to know how much I am worth because at the end of the day, I went to good schools. So whoever marries me needs to know that he's paying back those school fees with however many cows I'm worth. So listen, I still want to go through the process because at the end of the day, it's, it's still a beautiful thing to go through. Like we all come from like cultural backgrounds. Like, so I can't avoid that. In, in, even if I, if I didn't want to do it, I still, I should. So like, I still want to go through that whole process of the negotiations and wearing my traditional clothing. Like it's fun in some way where it gets a little messed up is the whole power struggle, but that's a whole different story. But, like, it's still it's still fun. It's still a great thing to go through, especially if you have a rich culture behind you because you have to enjoy yourself. It's your wedding, girl. It's yours. It's not yeah. about the man anyway. And, and the thing is that hopefully if you are blessed enough, if you do end up with a partner who does love you and respect you, then the thing is that then you can turn those traditions on their heads instead of abiding by them. You find ways to kind of break the the shackles of it in many ways. And like I know a few couples who do do that and it's then the wedding just becomes so much more wholesome as well because mm. you know that there isn't that like all of these celebrations aren't really sheltering you from the kind of the behind the scenes politics of it all. Um but anyways, do invite us to weddings. It's just lovely being there. <laughs> and, then, and another thing is that I feel like if I go to enough weddings, then I'll get it out of my system and then I wouldn't want to get married myself. So, <laughs> Or you could <laughs> catch wedding fever. Nope. That's, uh, no, that's never going to happen. I know myself too well. Um, okay. So actually, today's TCK topic is what's in a name? Uh, mm-hmm. So we're gonna be mm-hmm. talking about all things to do with your name. Your like, my name is Amira. That's what does name. it mean, Amira? Oh, well, what okay. does it mean? You start us off. So um, <laughs> let me say who named me. So it was my mom, um, because I guess mm-hmm. my mom didn't want to leave my dad to name us. So she named us. <laughs> uh, so my name is Amira, and it's Arabic. It's an Arabic name, which means princess. 
Um, And I actually love my name. I've always loved my name, but people do pronounce it like horrendously sometimes. And (laughs) to the point where like I was in a school assembly. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's the Uber. But when I was young, they like confirm your name when they pick you up. Like, are you this person? And he was like, are you Emresh? And she's like, what? He's like. I'm rushed. Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, no. Yeah, I don't know how it got there. There's no S in my name. Um, it's spelled yeah, then, just... like, where is he? Where is he? And she's like, it's Amira. <laughs> I'm Amira. <laughs> so wow, my name is, is spelled A-M-I-R-A-H. And when I was young, it's like people pronounce it really badly. When I was young, I was in a school assembly and they were calling me up to like give me a certificate for some achievement because I achieve a lot, guys. And uh, I didn't know they were saying my name. That's how badly this head of grade oh, pronounced my, my name. God. So wow. she was there wow. like, can Amara come to the stage? Can Amara come to the stage? Wow. And she had this thick was accent. Was it, uh, was it a white? Yeah, it was a white lady. And she had this thick, weird mm-hmm. British type of accent, but not like hello how are you but some other weird kind of accent from <laughs> the uk and she was like emera emera can you come to the stage emera. and i was like who the f- is emera i was like yeah who is emera like can emera please come to the stage and we sat wow. for like five minutes 200 plus people in an auditorium waiting for emera till i realized emera is amira wow okay so um that's my that's my life wait do you like your name have you ever wanted your name to be something else no i've always liked my name like i've been really proud of like it being exotic did i don't know what my parents did when i was a kid that just made me like obsessed with loving my name but it worked so given that you do have a name that originates in arabic also quick uh shout out to amira chips they're really really good um anyways that, given that oh you have Did i make a chip uh, yeah it's really good i used to like wow so good um so do, do people assume your ethnicity when they listen to your name yeah because i remember the first time i uh met you i thought you were egyptian yeah um because i have a really egyptian my last name which we won't mention is like a typical egyptian last name people were really thrown off because i don't i don't think i look like really arab and then i don't have an accent which most people can place so it's like this name Mm. with this face and this accent people are Mm. they just get confused they're like what is happening here um (laughs) and only when i came to the Middle East to live did my name become useful because then when I go to pay for stuff obviously they read the name on my card and they're like oh are you are you Arab now I just say yeah my dad's Egyptian uh, mm. <laughs> he's really not Smart. and then it works because then they like start inviting you to like cool events and stuff because they're like oh you're one of us here you're a local and I'm like yes I am <laughs> Please give me all the things. So does it happen that as soon as they read your name, they start talking to you in Arabic? Because that happens a lot yeah. to me. And then I just have to say like, oh, no, no. But my mom is Australian. So I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Otherwise, I get like full on Arabic. And then they're like, oh, but if your dad's Egyptian, you should speak Arabic. Why don't you learn Arabic? Mm. Arabic They'll is a beautiful language. They'll start lecturing you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to learn Arabic now, though. Like, 
I've got myself a tutor. This is going down, guys. Yay, happy D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who wants to talk about their name next? Becky, do you want to talk about your name next? Yeah, sure, I'll go. Um, so my name is Rebecca, and it's not spelled in the Western way. Um, which is normally with two C's. Um, it's spelled with K-A-H. Um, it's the Hebrew spelling. My name is from Le Babel. Um, I, oh, I don't remember exactly what it means. I want to say that my dad used to tease me about it because it means something like precious cow or something <laughs> in Hebrew. What? Um, oh, my God. That's cute. Wow. Yeah, that is cute. Or something like that. It's um, not what I expected, but it's cute. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I'll just run with it. It does have this name. Um, I'm really blessed to actually have this name because it pops up in almost every culture. It's really easy to say. It's a Christian name. It's a mm. name. It's a Hebrew name. It's a Jewish name. It's an Aramaic mm. name. Mm. They What's use it Aramaic? in Polish, English, Spanish, you know, most of the Romance languages in German. So no matter where I go, if I say my name is Rebecca people get it. Yeah. The problem that I have, um, Rebecca for me is really formal. I don't typically use it. No one called me Rebecca growing up. I didn't even know it mm. was my name until I was like six <laughs> because no one, no one ever said it. Um, everyone calls me Becky. It's the name that I go by. I've been Becky my entire life. Um, mm. And even in Japan, like they thought Becky was cool. There used to be a popular singer whose name was Becky back in like okay. the 80s or something. And so they were all like, oh, yeah, it's easy for me to get on board with this. Whereas a lot of other Western names get, like, butchered. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with Becky in Korean either because those are sounds that are common. But a lot of places, they do butcher it. Typically at Starbucks, I've gotten, like, <laughs> the one that's been catching on with my friends now. And some of my friends were there for it is when I say my name, Becky, at Starbucks, they, like, Right, just like write it down. I've gotten <laughs> Becky with a B. The one that most people find the funniest, like Leela, Amir, whatever, is in um, Switzerland. I got Beggy, B E G G Y. Wow. <laughs> so wow. Cute. <laughs> my friend's lover just refers to me as Beggy every time. She I, would, I would wow. fight that barista. I would fight that <laughs> but person. Yeah, I've actually gotten it, though, the name Becky butchered a bunch especially more recently in like different countries once in hawaii once in switzerland um just like different places but um yeah my mom named me becky i haven't always liked my name wanted to do something different um for a long time i thought it was just like too common too popular again rebecca is a really multicultural multi-ethnic name it's all over the world so there are a lot of people named Rebecca and the different nicknames for Rebecca are like Bex, Becky, Becca, etc. My dad likes to call me Reebok. He thinks wow. it's terrible. <laughs> so it is Amira. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it's really calling funny. Becky that. <laughs> but I'm a lot more comfortable with it now. Becky, I do use with my friends and family and as I'm getting more into business and more into things that are um, professional, I use Rebecca to kind of like detach my personal life from that stuff so yeah that's me okay let's go to the next person Retta. yeah y'all yeah yeah y'all yeah yeah i'm in the house y'all okay anyway um <laughs> my oh yeah so my actual name my full name is Ritabide. 
And that's a pronunciation thing. The reason why I don't give people my full name, especially international people, because I don't like people butchering my name. It's just a pet peeve of mine. I've given you another option. So just run with that option. Don't come. People love going, oh, no, but say it out loud for me. Maybe I can try. It's an accent thing. You're never going to get it. So just don't <laughs> even try ever in your lifetime. Unless you're South African, unless you're my mother, my, unless you're yeah, a black South African person, unless you know, fine. So my full name is Ritabile. My grandmother named me. Ritabile means we are happy, essentially. So I guess wow. some know they were excited That's when beautiful. I came out. I came out of the womb. They were like, hello. I guess because also I'm the firstborn, so I guess it kind of makes sense. I guess somebody was excited. Um, so my nickname. So I guess because of, yeah, primary school, high school, everybody started calling me Retta, which is the first five letters of my name, which makes sense. But then when I started going overseas, people were just not catching on with Retta. I don't know why it was a struggle for the people. But then I started going with Rita. But Rita worked in the UK because they pronounced their T's. Now you go to America, it's Rita, okay? So every time I went to Starbucks <laughs> and I say Rita because I pronounce the T for obvious reasons, they didn't add to repeat myself. Then I have to go, then I have to go, oh, it's Rita. And they go, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. It's like saying water, but then you have to say water for Americans yeah, to understand what water. you're really talking about. It. You see what I'm saying? So that's the only thing. But I've never like, really wanted to change my name or anything. I like, I like my name. I like my nicknames. People call me Rita, Reed, Ratatatat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I have so many nicknames, and I really don't mind it. Like, I like my name. The only thing that I did want to change is that my brother has four names. Sorry, no, three names, and I only have one, and I feel really left out. So I wanted to add a second name, but I've never been able to make a decision. I wanted to okay. name myself. Yeah, I wanted to name myself Bridget, just because that's after my mom's. That's my mom's sister's name, and mm. my mom's siblings all passed away. So I said that would be really nice to do that. But then yeah. I just have never, I've just never had the courage to actually commit to a name. So I'm just going to stay with one name and then double barrel if a man wants to marry me. That's all. So I have two middle names. So I have four total names. How um, do you fill out the passport application or visa girl, application? it's long. No, it's long. Ooh, like I have to ooh. write all my names. Luckily, wow. my middle names are kind of short. And then my okay. mom was, my mom's also changed her name. Um, she changed her middle name from what her given name was. So, like, at least from my mom's perspective in my family, my mom's um, a weird mix of both being conservative and liberal in a like, bunch of respects. But when it comes to, like, names and tattoos and stuff, she's always been like, I'm going to do it this way or do it my way, which has been cool. So I think if I ever did want to change my name, she wouldn't be upset if I did. But my middle names both have really significant meanings and are really important to me. So I wouldn't ever change them. So Becky, given that you have a name that is, uh, you know, used in so many cultures, mm -hmm. have you had people tell you different meanings or connotations of the name? So no. the reason, so for example, like what I mean is that I always grew up thinking that names so the reason why you name someone is the meaning behind it. But then I met a friend and she has a, a name that originates. I mean, it's uh, Alexa, but it originates in Alexander. Mm -hmm. And that's a name that is really common across cultures. Mm, so great. in uh, South Asia or I think even in Arabic, it's Sikandar. In other parts of the world, it's Alexander. And then it 
changes. And she told me something very interesting that it's also the way the name is pronounced. So sometimes the, so it's almost like the significance of the name is in the way the name sounds and yeah. not so much what mm. the meaning is. Or mm. even sometimes like I know people who uh, have a very specific intention behind why they want their name spelled a certain way. And it makes a huge difference to them if you use adhere to the way they want to spell it. Um, and I like I just find this whole uh, kind of philosophy of names very, very fascinating because it's something that we are addressed by every single day. And I do mm -hmm. believe that whatever you're named affects you as a person, as your no, personality mm -hmm. on even like spiritual and physical and emotional levels. Um, mm. so I find it very fascinating whenever I come across a name I've never heard before, or if it's a name of like significance. So what I mean is that, for example, like, um, even like in, so my specific, like my specifically my family's culture, uh, their names are given a lot of significance. There are even people who have changed their names, even if they haven't changed their names officially on documents people no longer address them by their birth name because uh, they came to an understanding that this name was not suited for them as a person, if that makes sense. Um, and it's very interesting because a lot of the times, um, even, so there are certain names that are considered heavy for some people, and then there are certain names which are considered more suitable, meaning that, for example, when I was born, my parents wanted to name me Almas, which in Arabic means diamond. But then they just kind of, uh, someone advised them that it was a heavy name in the way that it could kind of inspire or the intentions behind it could be greed or given that it's sort of like a material that's much sought after or it could, not just the fact that you could be bullied for it as a child, but the kind of the more esoteric meaning behind it or the intention behind it. And then uh, they decided to go with, my mom named me, she decided to go with Ushba Al Ain, which is like two different names. Both of them originate in Arabic. And it's so funny, like I will often ask her why she chose this name. And she says that she likes the sound of it. I really like the spelling of it in Arabic. Um, I really, uh, I mean, it sounds weird, but I really love the way it's spelled. And um, and funnily enough, like what it, so Ushba is, sometimes people have told me what it is, is a collection of herbs. But then there was this one uh, herbal doctor in Pakistan who told me that it's a specific herb used in med, uh, herbal medicine in South Asia. And then Al Ain just hmm. means, uh, so Ain means, Ain means eyes, and Al Ain is uh, like, for example, a vision. And originally it was intended for it to be my middle name and then for me to take my father's name until a passport official in Pakistan decided that, well, you'll get a name that I think you should, which is drop your dad's name. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's. Um, yeah, I just, it's, I find like it a lot of fun how people are named and, you know, the meanings behind it. Um, 
as for my name being butchered, that's inevitable. It's going to happen. It always happens. Um, but I stand by it. I will like, even if I'm in like a club or a really loud setting, and if I have to repeat the name three or four times for them to get it, I will do it. I'll be like, it's Ushba, not Yushba or Pushba or <laughs> Pushba. And yeah, because it's Yushba. a very where does the P come from? Like because so Pushba is a very common Indian name. Yeah, but I mean, when they people... read your name, there's no, there's not a P there. They just Listen, assume people create that their own spelling. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they just <laughs> assume that, oh, it must be Pushpa. And yeah. then you're like, no. And then what's funny is that a lot of times people, when they read my name on, my, on a form and they don't know my gender, they'll assume that I'm a man, which I find wow. very interesting. Because they think that it sounds more masculine. Oh, actually, the name yeah. I was dealing with like some European people recently and they kept writing sir and I was like, my name is Amira, and I kept right responding as best regards, Miss Amira, and they would still write back. Wow, Sir. they were choosing your gender for you. You know, some people literally just don't care. Like that's what I found. That's why I have nicknames because those. I mean, I'm comfortable with the nicknames. Like some people just genuinely just don't care to learn your name, to understand that. Like I guess to learn how to spell it or anything. Like mm-hmm. people just do not give. You know, any they don't, they just don't care. And that's what really yeah. pisses me off sometimes because I'm like, just just try be better. Just try. That's all yeah. we're asking for, honestly. And I guess I understand that there's no school for pronunciation. So like I get that obviously accent wise, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get it entirely. But if I guess if people if someone is giving you the actual full name and they keep correcting you, you know, you have to try. Because if I can say all these other names, best believe you should be able to say mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying. Yeah, no, Definitely. people are just, sometimes they're just rude, like, it's something, it's... yeah, I mean, I I do appreciate people who may have, you know, maybe trouble reading it or putting the mm-hmm. pronunciation to the letters that they see. And then there are other people who are just like, well, I'll name you what I think is right for you. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? But I, it, for me, it's like, it's especially just like white people love to do that a lot. And we're always trying to yeah. accommodate them. Whereas I'm not of any South Asian descent or whatever else, but I would try at least say your name right out of respect because I get it. Obviously, I guess because I empathize, maybe. But I'm like, it just seems like the, you know, the whiter side of life, they're just not, it's not clicking for them in any kind of way. And, that's, and I honestly just don't think they care. And that's what's the annoying thing, because you're always trying to accommodate them. Yeah. That's why we have. That's why, I mean, think about how many actual, like, Chinese or Vietnamese people or Thai people, I guess, when they get to universities, they have English names. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Even people we went to school with would, like, change their names. And then later I'd be like, what? Like, I just found <laughs> right. out that this is not your name. Like, like why would my name is Faye. Like, who's Faye, girl? Is, is that you? That's not her name. Yeah. I mean, also another thing that I do, I would say is that what I find uh, especially hypocritical is that, for example, with very um, Russian names or French names, everyone else, the rest of the world is just expected to know the right pronunciation. It's Givenchy, not Givenchy or Givenchy or, you know, 
And the thing is that if you mm-hmm. don't say it right, you are made fun of or you are perceived to be less educated or less uh, mm-hmm. seasoned or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, for example, Asian names or um, African names or Indian names or Arabic names, you know, it's not the same standard. You're not expected to put like... So one name that I think is really common and really easy to pronounce is Ahmed. So when I first got to university and I found out about that whole racist uh, situation, that comedic uh, character that this comedian had, Ahmed the dead terrorist. Oh, yeah, but he yeah, wouldn't yeah, yeah. even He wouldn't yeah. even say Ahmed. He would make it Ahmed. And he did it on purpose to make it even more... To make it sound more jarring and I guess to make it sound more maybe even hostile to the ear. Um, and I just don't get it. Like, or for example, Muhammad, like, how are you going to, or even Ali, like, how are you going to make Ali, Ali? Ali, I feel like is a very different, it's a completely different but name. That's and- not, but I think that in particular is because of the way Western languages pronounce A's. We have like two or three different ways of pronouncing the letter A, and both pronunciations mm. are right. Like the uh, pronounce R, like A and A. Uh. Like when you're teaching English to a person that's English is not a first language, speaking from mm. experience, and you pronounce a word and you're like, blah, 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 blah. They went into a house. They went into a house. People will tell you to change that pronunciation to a uh, because it's more, it's easier for other people to understand because they don't know how to pronounce the word a in that way because a lot of languages don't have that pronunciation. So for a lot of people reading the letter who speak English or speak some of these romance languages, seeing the letter A-L-I is going to be Ali, not Ali. Mm. Yeah, I mean, but mm. yeah, going back to the whole, like, the, I guess, the standard, it sounds so legal, the standard of care <laughs> is just different when it comes to, for example, more Western names, or um, I remember when I was younger and I was uh, studying um, just world history, how much emphasis the teacher would put on making sure that we pronounce their Russian names right, the French Rasputin. names, right? Yeah, <laughs> that or Vla- uh, there's Vladislava or just basically a whole bunch of names. Um, what's yeah, Tchaikovsky? Wow, that was a name that the first Tchaikovsky time I saw- is one of my favorite composers. He composed the Nutcracker, which I'm going to see in New York City this winter, and I was so excited. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I'm that's actually a really cool thing. Seeing the nutcracker in New York. I feel like that's so such a um, Christmas. Yeah. And very like traditional. Yeah, it starts showing in um mid to late November. So it's like, yeah, because you know Americans stop. start Christmas like in July. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. like, I, I was like, is the Nutcracker showing in April? No. <laughs> no. Nutcracker would never show in April. April is for like um, Swan Lake and Cinderella and stuff. But the Nutcracker here starts around November, depending on the tour schedule of the ballet you're going to see, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, Lord. And then it plays until mid-December. I don't think it plays up until Christmas or either mid-December or like before. That's surprising. Alright. So one thing I do wanted to know 
is that have you girls ever had the experience where so for example if you're meeting a guy okay. and you, you know when guys are like oh what does it mean it's so exotic mm. yeah. do you get that a lot no. i was just exotic with more than African like guys when i get you're... that with everyone yeah like but no i found like, especially when i lived in new york like i was just exotic for the fact that i came from an african continent number 1 mm. then you're south african then they're like oh my god I've never hooked up with a South African girl before. No, 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 no. I like your name. Ooh, I like your nah, accent. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, girl, I love my accent too. So, you know, these men are hyping you up because it's you're different, you know? You're not just a typically African-American girl. Now, you African for real. Like, you come, you have felt the soil. You have seen Nelson <laughs> Mandela come out of prison. You have been in the struggle. So, it's different. Um, I get that being from Alaska. I'm always like, oh, I've never met an Alaskan before. But that's mm. literally every person I've ever met in my entire life, ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get um, only guys asking me, like, oh, what does your name mean? It's literally everybody. Everyone's like, Amira, but that's you know, different. What is it? So the reason why I posed the question in guys asking you what it means is that what I've experienced and is so it makes me cringe is uh so they'll be like okay so what does your name mean i'll tell them and then be like oh it's a herb maybe i can find it and maybe i'll try and buy it and i'm just like Ew, what? don't <laughs> i know that's so they're crazy. trying to do the most so quickly my god it's so i don't know it makes my skin crawl what? and yeah what i get over here a lot is cuz it's an arab name so i'll go somewhere and they'll be like oh your name is mira do you know what it means? And I'll be like, yeah, bitch, yeah. I know what it means. <laughs> like, it's my name. Yeah, it's funny that they assume that you don't completely know what your name means. Yeah. True. And technically, we should all know what our name means. Or well, your parents should have told you something. Yeah, or something. <laughs> there should have been um, a story behind it. Um, whenever yeah. I think of um, people talking about the meaning of their names, I always think of this Russell... Russell Peters bit that he did, which was he was like, you know, uh. talking about people's names, and he's like, you know what my names? It means to make a noise because his name is Russell, like a Bush Russells. Yeah, <laughs> and he's talking about like how his Indian oh. parents literally didn't care. <laughs> Wait, he was named Russell at birth, or did he adopt that name? No, his name is Russell Peters. Okay. Oh, he has never. Do, do I say Indian? Is that racist? What do I say? Indian name? He doesn't have one. Uh, I don't believe so. Oh, no, like he was Indian. born Russell Dominic Peters. Wow, oh, so Dominic he, also. <laughs> so his family must be Christian then. I guess maybe they... Oh, yeah, true. They must be so, Indian Christians. Christian. Well, that's also on that topic of like Christian Indians, because there are a lot of them in South Africa. It always I don't know why it still... Not freaks me out, but it's so bizarre that they are Christian Indians. I don't know why... Till this day, I'm like, oh yeah, there are some of them, and I'm. It's such a bizarre thing, even though I know that they obviously, yeah, they are. No, I get it too. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah. Like when I'm in India, yeah, there's some of them are Christian. Yeah, I get it when I'm in India and I meet somebody and they're like, oh, my name is Joyce, and I'm like, oh, but what? (laughs) (laughs) Do you? So do you? uh, So Amira, when you're in India, are you able to place someone geographically given their name? Like for example, I know that a lot of DeCostas and Fernandes are from Goa. Goa. Yeah, and if you're Patel, you're from Gujarat, and if you've got uh, like specific last names like that end with 
Ani, you're a Cindy, mm. and mm. Uh, specific last names like make you Marwadi, and yeah, definitely India definitely yeah. has that. Oh yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Super yeah. long it's names even... are usually from South <laughs> India because it just goes yeah. like I remember in school there was a kid in my school who was from South India and his last name had like twenty six letters. Wow, yeah. a lot of letters. That's very yeah. common. Yeah, that's very. That's really just rude. That's honestly rude because your kid's gonna suffer for the rest of his life. How's he gonna fill out passport? That's what I always or, like, thought. Any kind of application that's actually just rude. That's bad behavior from parents. Come on. <laughs> but I guess like, maybe the way it is uh, spelled in Tamil is very different. And Shorter. Oh. W- one thing that I've yeah, definitely uh, realized <sighs> is that uh, also like the way people name is very interesting. So, for example, uh, I don't know what the phrase for it is, is when two names go together. So, for example, like Mary Kate or Mary Jane or... In, mm. uh, for example, like this part of the world, the subcontinent, it'll often be Ali Raza. That's a very common name. Like there are two names, but they are almost always, they go hand in hand or Muhammad Ali or um, uh, even uh, maybe, I can't think of other names. And it's very interesting because I can, so a lot of the times when I hear the name Ali Raza, I will almost always assume that either the person is Shia or they are um, of like Farsi descent because it's such a common uh, Farsi name. And then, mm. for example, like there's Mehmet in Turkish and it will often be Mehmet Ali or something with that combination that's almost always exclusively Turkish. And it's... Uh, yeah, it's so interesting. Like even in Pakistan, like you can place people to a certain extent, and then it's interesting when you have the same. Like for example, like Rajput is a very common last name, but then you can't tell if it's Indian Rajputs or Pakistani Rajputs. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because for such a long time, the region was just like it was unified, and then whites came. Anyways, so yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, we came um, to yeah, mess things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you guys think of um, people who have two first names, like their whole name? It's like when you're like David. Traditionally, people John. with two first names have been serial killers. Did you know? Really? <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Can you give no, us you an have example? to honestly. Two first you have names to blame the parents. No. Wait, so you like. What is it? Like Talk Jack Rogers. Three named people, name people yeah. end up being like a. That's wrong. Is okay, that's John creepy. Vasey, uh, so John Vasey Grave was a serial killer, right? Or John Vasey Jr., I think? I don't know. I'm just going serial killers now. No, but okay, because now your question was how do we feel about them? How do we feel about the parents? We have to go back to the source. Why are we upset at that person for, for, for the names that they have? Ah. Uh-uh. Go back to the parents. Why are you name your no, child but, like that? Why? No, but give me Ask an example of what two first names so is. Like, how do you? Doing? How do you know what's a middle name and what's a first name? Well, okay. You see? So some people have um, two, like two first name first names. Like if your name was Roger David. John James. Yeah, <laughs> oh, John <sick>. James. Roger. <laughs> oh Lord. 
the last name is David S, I think. It's like a David's son, David S, but David mm. in itself is a first name. So Roger yeah. David is two first names, two first names. David Roger Jones. Is the last name. But um Ro- I think what? Rogers is the last name. Yeah. Again with an S. Jones with the last name. But Jones is, is, is also a, last- a common first name. Jonesy Jones. I guess, but you hear more like Joan, I guess, or like mm. John. Like if your name was like Bob John, that's two first names. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Or people if was like John, have John. Two last names. So like Smith Davidson. Come on now. <laughs> no, honestly, this is just rude. Like, who's doing this to us? No, this is actually no. People are trying to honestly just make our lives harder. Like, this is what <laughs> this is a game. This is a game to some people. Johnson. This is a game to some people. So, like, when you meet them, you don't know where you like. Now you're nervous. You're like, what? What do I say? How do I? You know, I mean, you know, uh, no, no, it's so, bad behavior. Um, speaking of Johnson, it's so interesting. When I first came across like Williamson, Johnson, Davidson, I never really thought about the fact that what it's saying is son of David, son of William, son of John. Yeah. And then a uh, Icelandic friend of mine. Uh, Wait, she what? told me how. So her last that's, name that's what is Johannes' daughter. Oh. It's not Johannes' son. So mm-hmm. in uh, Iceland, and I guess maybe in other Nordic countries as well, even today, if you are, let's say, the son of John, then it will be Johannes' son. But if you're the daughter of John, they won't just go with Johannes' son still. They'll go with Johannes' daughter. And they'll change the last name because oh. because of the fact that you're the daughter, not the son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that's that's yeah, very but like fascinating. All and I prefer Western last names come from that. Like, if your last name was Smith, it's probably because your history limited you guys were Smith. So you were that's really Smith. similar yeah. to what a lot of brown cultures still do, which yeah. is your father's yeah. name becomes your last name. So, like, if your father's name is john you'd become amira john instead of amira and your dad's last name if that make any sense yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah like it's the same and also i uh, like what's so fascinating is how sometimes in a lot of south asian settings um you will end up with your last name will end up being your profession so just as becky was saying like smith oh, yeah. mm. so it will be like uh dobi wala or dobi oh, is yeah, like yeah, laundry yeah. and wala is like someone who does it so it's like dobi wala or i can't think of other walas right now well i have a friend um, but, named daru wala would that mean his like yeah. ancestor somewhere was an alcohol seller and yeah yeah, probably. Well, shout out to Freddie. Now I know what your ancestors are. <laughs> so I'm um. just looking this up now. And apparently, like, some of the most common Western names that used to be professions include things like Archer, Clark, Baker, mm. um, Cook, Cooper, oh. Fuller, Gardner, What's Glover, wow. Hunt, is- Hunter. Yeah. Oh. Potter, Sawyer, Slater, Smith, Taylor, oh. Thatcher. Oh. Woodman, Wright, like those what are names of profession. Mm, let me see. Copper my grandma's last name is Cooper. Oh my Cooper God, profession is someone who makes 
wooden okay. staved vessels held together with wooden or metal hoops. Example wow. of a cooper's work includes casks, barrels, buckets, tubs, butter wow. churns, um, oh pipes, tins, pins, and breakers, etc. This is so wow. educational. I know. Wow. Right? I'm so surprised. But even yeah, and today, like, wow. Yeah, so a lot of people's um, last names are still that. And then some people's last names, at least in a lot of Western cultures, are... Um, passed on lineages like my dad's last name is an irish last name and it's obviously mm. from irish ancestors who came mm. over and then passed down not their mm. so have you have you girls ever had the chance of naming naming someone else or contributing to I their have. naming i haven't changed i'm so sad no so you don't <laughs> want to name your child i'm gonna give it something bizarre and a complicated so, wow. spelling just to piss you off <laughs> wow i named wow. my cousin's daughter Zara Rose, mm-hmm. and I think I did like Ooh. research oh, wow. for like That's two or three name. days before I mm. named her. And uh, she's Fijian, so she still lives in Fiji. So it's a really like kind of exotic name to have over there. And because mm. of that, she's so proud of her name. Like if anyone Aww. even slightly mispronounces it or leaves like Rose off, she'll be like, "No, my name is Zara Rose." Rose, that's nice. That's nice. That it has a good ring to it. So, wait, uh, is Zara the same as Zahra? Zahra is a flower, right? In Arabic, I think. Um, but I don't know if Zara means... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I'm not too sure. <laughs> I don't know what Zara is, but Zara means, like, beautiful, shining, bright light. Mm, wow. That's nice. I like oh, that. That's a beautiful name. So like, Guys, can I ask you... I want to ask it not not a random question, but on the lines of names. Mm-hmm. I've, what I found, especially in like an American family, so you know when you have like a son and a family is named after his father, and then mm-hmm. I guess the dad becomes David Senior, and then the son <laughs> is David Junior or whatever else. Does it? Yeah. Do they literally write that on like their ID documents? Like yeah. no, go, they write the entire now... name. No, they have no. to put the entire name. You can't just write Junior. No, junior I mean like David no, 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 no. Junior. I'm saying David Junior. Do they write that? Yeah. Like there so, would for be, example, would be yeah. David Blackish, Jr. Uh, uh, the father's name is, I'm guessing, is, Andre. So he goes by Dre, so Andre. Yeah. yeah. And then his son is Jr., so is it Andre? Yeah, Andre but Jr. Like it's his whole no, name, right? It might so, be. Like, my no, friend might was be. Charles. Named his and he was his a, name. Yeah. I've named him Jr. So, my friend is named Charles, and he's a junior. So, when he writes something down, right, he'll write Charles Kaufman Jr. Charles Jr. So yeah, now does dad start writing dad Charles, Charles whatever senior? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Junior oh, is, no. is also a name. Senior. You could just name your child Junior if you wanted to without having it no, be true. the No, I know that. So some people just name their child Junior. But yeah, if yeah, you get that. kid the same name as you, you have mm. to write down what he is. So if you are the first Charles, let's say you're Charles Xavier, and you're the first yeah, child yeah. Xavier, X-Men your son X-Men. has to be written down on his birth certificate, Charles Xavier the Junior. second, which means... Oh, the second, oh yeah. yeah. And then you have, continuing down the line, the third, the fourth, the fifth, which is why you have oh, a Jesus. title that says Charles then, Xavier the third. It means that you're okay, the third. Okay, but then what happens... Son. What happens to senior? Because when he was born, he didn't have to write senior because he wasn't a senior yet. So what does he do now? Depot. Now that he he's named somebody off to him. Depot. They just leave his name that way. But when people refer to him, unless they're calling oh, they junior, senior. they him as mm-hmm. the senior. But some people actually mm-hmm. depole and put senior on the end of their name. 
Yeah, and you okay, can change your okay, name. Okay, okay, okay. Name and have senior added okay. legally to the end of your name. Yeah. I I mean, normally what I do, so there was a guy in my school, and his name was Hashar. Well, his first name, I think, was Al-Hashar. But then his father's name, I think, was also Al-Hashar, or his tribe's name was Al-Hashar. So he would just be Al-Hashar, Al-Hashar. And a lot of the times oh, I would refer to him in my here. head. Yeah, and I would often refer to him in my head as Al-Hashar Squared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I wow. think I would, I would do that with, like, a lot of the, like, for example, if... The son, and the father-son duo is named the same name as John. I mean, I would assume that the name goes like John John, which is, it just sounds very, so I would just be John Squared. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> but it's a common thing actually here, because you get people who are named like Muhammad, Muhammad, Ali, Muhammad, Mustaq, yeah. Ali, Muhammad. But, and they'll have like uh, Muhammad like seven was, times in their name. Yeah, but no, but I don't know. You know why that is? Is that because in Arab names, you can trace pretty much the whole lineage going back to the tribe. Yeah. So, for example, mm. if someone is Muhammad bin Ali bin Rashid bin yeah. someone, that's bin, bin is, is like son, son of. of. Oh. Son of. And oh. then, so in. Uh, the so bint b i n t is daughter of. So if it's mm. uh, for example, if it were my name, it's Ushba Al Ain bint Abid. That means that I'm the daughter of Abid, as Abid, the son of someone who was. A, and then it kind of goes back to your the tribe yeah. because in this region for the longest time, because they were nomadic tribes, you had to know a way of like locating who you were. And your name and your tribe name was a way of, it was your passport, mm. essentially. So I know people who have like seven or eight names. When they write down their whole name, like they'll take the whole space in the form. And the reason that is, or even like when you fill out forms what in the GCC, it's so interesting. <laughs> they have your mother's name, your father's name. And Ooh. it all matters. Like it makes a difference as to what, like who your mom dad and it's all a way of kind of like locating you i think uh, so okay, makes sense. for the children makes sense. you know what is troublesome is when parents give their kids the same name as the surname so i would be imagine me can you imagine oh that is that is the most stressful thing you know how rude that is Oh, that is disrespectful. That is troublesome. You worried about that? And that is actually troublesome. <laughs> oh, I that with my kid now. So much. Don't do no. that. That's horrible. Don't would you ever that. That name really your kid mean. after? Would you ever name your kid after a celebrity? No. No. Oh, no. 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 There, there is no. this trend with celebrities naming their kids after like inanimate Fruit. objects. Oh. <laughs> Because yeah, they agree. That's not our problem. Like Apple, Apple Paltrow. You see, yeah, Apple really did that. grow on us. <laughs> I mean, it grew on us, guys. Let's be honest. Because it sounds normal or, now. For example, like, uh, I don't understand when people are named city names. Like London oh, or yeah, Paris. Or like Chicago. And the, yeah, 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 I yeah, get, yeah, I get that. Chicago. Yeah. Do you know someone named Chicago? Yeah, yeah Chicago West. Chicago West, girl. Can you West imagine? Kids. Chicago West. So, can't imagine. Ugh. Wow. Ugh. I'm I just miss. Of the names. 
I could name someone because of the geographical so, space, and that's just horrifying. It's like if I named <laughs> yeah. my kid Asia uh-huh. because I was born Podcast in Asia. Listeners. Head on over to our Instagram or our Twitter and tweet us what your names are and if you like them or if you don't like them. Yeah, and the meaning. And we'd love to hear. And just before we go, guys, don't forget you can catch us on Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes Podcast, and you can get in touch with us on social media via our Twitter and Instagram at TCK Squad. Oh, and don't forget, for season two, we've started something new. You can actually go to our website and follow our blog. And the link you can find is on our Instagram. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah!